Good afternoon. My name is Ismail Akhtar, Associate Director of Members in Practice of CPA Canada, and I'm pleased to welcome you to the Special Audit Committee Series podcast. In today's podcast, I'll be speaking with Carmen Rossiter as she shares with me her journey into the world of corporate governance and provides valuable insights on the Audit Committee's responsibilities when it comes to risk oversight. Carmen is the Program Director for the Center for Governance, Risk Management, and Control Excellence at the Schulich Executive Education Center at York University, and also serves as a member of the Senior Advisory Panel to the Auditor General of Ontario. She also serves as a member of the Risk Oversight Committee of the Deposit Insurance Corporation of Ontario. Prior to her service on boards, Carmen was a partner at PwC and Founding Managing Director for Protivity Canada. Carmen is a Chartered Professional Accountant and a Certified Director. She is also an Advisory Committee member for CPA Canada's 2020 Conference for Audit Committees. Please join me in welcoming Carmen to this podcast. So Carmen, I want to start by asking you to please share with us your journey into corporate governance and what it took to be where you are now. Okay, it's a real pleasure to be here with you today. And in terms of my journey, I actually really stumbled into it. It happened by chance, but it really turned out. I was at PricewaterhouseCoopers and one of my partners said, Carmen, don't wait until you retire to get involved on boards. So I said, okay, help me. So that's how I got involved with North York General Hospital, but on a management committee to help them with risk. So a volunteer position helping a hospital. So that's a good, noble and worthwhile thing to do. And uh, as it turns out, The chair of the board and the CEO were on that committee and were very interested in risk at that time. So after one or two meetings, I was asked to join the board and the audit committee of the hospital. And that's how my journey started. So that was in 2008, a long time ago. I had worked with boards all my career, either as an auditor in public practice or an executive reporting to boards. But what I realized is that being at the board table is very different than being an executive or auditor reporting to a board. So I decided to get my director certification. It was a good learning and I enjoyed being back in school. So executive education, so that was in 2010. And since then, I've been on a few boards for the government of Canada. I served on the board of Deposit Insurance Corporation of Ontario, and I'm currently on the Senior Advisory Council to the Auditor General of Ontario. Thank you for sharing that, Carmen. I guess when I was working at a big firm as well, I dealt with a lot of audit committees, but I've never been on the other side and I've always been interested. So any advice for me or any of those that are just starting off on this path or thinking about it? Well, I think getting a director certification uh, is good. Having a, a, a mentor uh, is uh, also good. And uh, keep at it. Uh, get some, uh, some feedback. It's continuous improvement. We get better every day. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, Carmen, and some great tips for success. So let's get to the main topic here. Carmen, what are we seeing out there in terms of the role of the board and the audit committee when it comes to risk management? Okay, well, there's a lot happening out there. 
Um, so with everything that's happening, it's obvious that good risk management is more important than ever. So uh, many organizations were totally unprepared for what happened. Um, there are lots of learnings and takeaways because we get smarter all the time. Um, organizations have been affected in different ways, but there's one common thing. Um, there's been so much change that all organizations really have to rethink their strategy. So, uh, and strategy and risk are very closely linked. So there's a need to also rethink uh, risk as an input into strategy and assumptions underlying the chosen strategy. So the environment has changed, risk has changed, the assumptions underlying the chosen strategy have changed, which means that the strategy needs serious reconsideration and change adjustment. And on a related topic, as for the responsibility for risk management, uh, in my mind, risk is so important and pervasive to the organization that it needs to be a total board responsibility, just like strategy. As for the audit committee, it should look at risk affecting that committee, and there are many to keep them very busy, and they should also very actively contribute to the risk discussion at the board level, which is where the portfolio view of risk should be addressed. Carmen, obviously there are different business risks for each company, but what trends are you seeing when it comes to emerging risks for the current year and looking beyond? I agree that there are different risks for different organizations, but we are seeing some trends out there. First and foremost, organizations need a sound and well-thought-out strategy suited to our new world and changed environment. Um, not having clarity on direction or having a bad strategy could be the worst risk of all. Uh, so other things that are trends, definitely IT and cyber, as more people are working remotely. Some organizations have been particularly challenged by cash management or going concern issues. And also the incidents of fraud. I know it's something we don't like talking about. We many times sweep underneath the rug, but there's increased motivation. And surely there are also new control gaps with all the changes we've seen, including new work arrangements. There's also more risk of everything because of the speed of change. So organizations really need to manage at the speed of risk. Carmen, you talk about so many risks and, and you talk about managing this. You also spoke about the link between strategy and risks. Is, is there a way to somehow categorize these risks so that you can somehow manage them better? Yeah, that, that's a great question. There's a really good article from uh, Harvard Business Review on uh, managing risk from uh, Robert Kaplan and Annette Mikes, and they talk about three categories of, of risk and how each one really needs to be managed uh, differently. So uh, the first category is preventable, self-inflicted risks. So those are the internal risks uh, arising from within the organization. So those risks are totally controllable and they should be eliminated or avoided in a cost-effective way. So typically what organizations have for that is a rules-based 
control model to deal with that. So example of those types of risks could be risks from employee and managers, unauthorized, illegal, unethical, incorrect, or inappropriate actions, and the risk of breakdowns and routine operational processes. So that could be things like theft, defects, mistakes, errors, and a multitude of other mundane bad things. And then the other category, uh, which is the more interesting one, is the strategic calculated risks. So those are the risks that are thoughtfully taken for superior strategic return. So the saying always goes, no risk, no reward. So unlike the first category, those risks are not inherently bad or undesirable. You want to take them in a very measured way. So examples of that could be research and development. Um, You might take on a whole pile of projects to get that one gem, and you want to fail fast and efficiently to get to that one gem. So for those risks, you want to reduce the probability of the assumed risk actually materializing and to improve the company's ability to manage the risk if it does occur. So um, strategy and strategic risk are what the board should be spending its time on. That's where there's the most value to uh, be derived. And then finally, the third category uh, are the external imposed risks. So those are the ones that befall you. So those are the risks that arise from events outside the organization and beyond its influence or controls. So uh, examples of that are, you know, natural disasters, earthquakes, volcanoes, political events, uh, major economic changes like a financial crisis, or what we're just currently experiencing is COVID-19. So um, external risks require yet another approach. So you can't prevent it from happening. It's going to happen. But you should be prepared, but prepared in general terms for an external event as part of your business continuity uh, efforts. Um, So all you really can do is if it does happen, is timely identification. And in hindsight, the retrospective view, it always seems obvious uh, in, in hindsight. So rapid identification and try to mitigate the impact. So those are the, the three categories. And, but note that the strategic one is the more interesting, but that any of those categories, a risk event in any of those categories could be fatal uh, to the organization. Carmen, thank you for sharing that. That's a great way to categorize risks is basically you either come in to avoid it, calculate it, or mitigate it. So so really, thank you for sharing that. That's a great way to categorize it. Now, keeping with that theme, what are the primary risks that audit committees should be focusing on in their agendas? And which ones do you think they can help the board and other committees with? Well, I'd say there's a lot more of the same stuff and at a much faster pace. Overall, our world has changed, so surely controls need to change. Internal control or financial reporting is typically the the realm 
of the audit committee, but there are also many others like IT and cyber, cash management, going concern, dealing with the external auditors, dealing with the internal auditors, and so on. Definitely audit committees have a very full agenda. No, absolutely. And I mean, that's the concern, isn't it? That the audit committee's agendas keep getting busier and busier. So any advice you would give to audit committees that may be gearing up for the next meeting? Yeah, so audit committees have always had a full agenda, but I'd expect it's even more so nowadays. So make sure you have enough time on the agenda to address the key matters, even if you need to get longer meetings or more meetings. And one thing is the audit committee is often focused on the past, a retrospective view. So financial statements report on the past year, which is very important, but also leaves some time for a look into the future, a prospective view. So what are the the future uncertainties to the achievement of strategy and objectives? Any closing comments, Carmen? Well... In closing, I wish you all that all your risks are well managed, and I definitely look forward to you joining us for the virtual audit committee conference in December. And on the risk topic, on the agenda in the afternoon of the first day, we have a panel discussion on the role of risk management in a new paradigm. So it would be great to have you join us. Well, that concludes our podcast today. Carmen, I want to thank you for being a guest today and providing your insightful answers. Uh, and we thank you for listening to this special podcast. For more resources on our committees, be sure to check out our website. And as Carmen said, do join us at this year's virtual conference for audit committees taking place on December 8th and 9th. Thank you.